0: What is up, DGAFers? All right, this episode's for you if you have ever blamed yourself for a diet not working. If you've ever said, I have no willpower, I just can't be consistent, I can't stick to a diet. If you've ever said those things or thought those things, you need to listen to this entire podcast episode.
1: Yes. Or also, you need to listen to this episode. If you've been either following along with our journey and talking about intuitive eating and ditching diets, or maybe you're following other like Instagram accounts that are talking about this and you're kind of like, hmm, this is interesting, but like, where's the research to back this up? Like, I'm really wanting to get behind this, but diets are so ingrained in me that uh, that's the only answer. So I just want to like hear what are the studies? Is this really the approach that I want to go? got you covered here.
0: Yeah. And if you're brand new to the intuitive eating conversation, intuitive eating is basically just a non-dieting approach to eating that heals your relationship with food. Yes. So So what research study are we talking about in this episode? All right. So we're talking about the Minnesota starvation experiment. And the interesting thing about this is it dates back to the 1940s. So we're talking like World War II, Back in the day before diet culture was on like every magazine cover, all the TV shows, all the radio stations, every billboard, your social media feed, like diet culture wasn't a thing back in that time. So long story short, they took a group of men, also an interesting note, they took a group of men and they put them into starvation mode because they wanted to learn how to refeed people in the best way after the war was over. So the interesting thing that came out of this study is all of these men experience symptoms that we experience when we go on diets. And in this episode, Lauren and I just walk you through what that experiment was, what it showed, what data that gives us and what that tells us about what dieting does to our bodies and how it goes against our biological systems.
1: Yes. So if you are, have this Belief ingrained from diet culture or family members or whatever that a certain amount of calories is what you should be eating throughout the day in order to achieve whatever, whether that's weight loss or whatever you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. I want you to listen to this. Take the time to listen to this because I wish I would have read about this um, study when I was in my like super obsessive dieting starvation mode to try to get the best body I possibly could because I would have been like, holy shit, what am I doing? I need to rethink this whole message. Yeah, and I think you're going to have some really eye-opening
0: experiences here when we're talking about the amount of calories needed for your daily intake, like where these men started, what their diet was cut down to, where we're at right now, like is 2000 calories a day still recommended? Who is it recommended for? So go listen to this. I think you're going to really have some eye-opening thoughts here.
1: Yes. And if this resonates and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. I'm ready to ditch diets. I want to start on my intuitive eating journey, but I don't know how to do that. I also saw some fears that I need to kind of work through then grab our free download. It's going to be linked in the show notes of our podcast. It's going to be linked in our Instagram bio. It's, Ditch the diet, the first steps to quitting the dieting loop and eating intuitively. We have a quiz, an assessment in there that's going to assess how awake is your intuitive eater right now, meaning what parts have been silenced or damaged due to dieting. And don't worry if you have a lot of parts that are damaged or silenced, we can awaken them, we can heal them through the intuitive eating process, but go ahead and grab that. We're going to be educating you also behind the scenes via email. More so about intuitive eating, the 10 principles of intuitive eating, and talking about common fears. Yeah. So we also, I know we're, we have a
0: lot of stuff coming your way here. We also linked Caroline Dooner's book. It's called The Fuck It Diet. Guys, so good. And I love her book because it's very research based. She has over 70 research articles that she talks about in there. But I mean, the book is called The Fuck It Diet. So she taught like if you like how we talk, you're gonna love how she She's talks. got a similar vibe to us, which we really enjoy. Yeah. So loving her book. And we reference that in, in this entire episode. So go grab it.
1: Yay. All right. Let's do this. Today,
0: we're talking about, I guess you could call them symptoms of dieting, mm-hmm. uh, but things that happen when you go on a diet that you blame yourself for. Yes. Lots of things. So we're talking like you become fixated on food. You're obsessed with food. It's all you can think about. Or if you cheat on your diet, if you go off the rails and have a, a meal and then you feel guilty about it and you blame yourself for that. Um if you become anxious, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I know I had super high anxiety when I was dieting, and sometimes it can even lead to like depressive thoughts, depression, anxiety. Um, if you're addicted to healthy swaps,
1: mm-hmm. what's unhealthy? I, I remember Lauren, you always made the chickpea brownies. Always, yes. And my my grandma would always make black bean brownies, and I love my grandma, and she's actually a really good cook and baker, but they were disgusting. Dang. Yeah. Those are bad. Gross. But you were addicted to the chickpea. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I thought they tasted like crack because I didn't let myself have any amounts of sugar right. at all. Zero, none, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and so, yeah, healthy swaps, but also like things that stunt your hunger. So like drinking, a, oh, I'm just going to drink a ton of water and then I won't be hungry or I'm just going to keep drinking coffee. And Funny story, real quick. Um, I was on Facebook and somebody mentioned that they couldn't control themselves around chocolate. And so obviously I had to chime in and help her out because people were giving her the most fucked up advice ever. One person said that they drank Starbucks after every single meal. And I was like, holy shit, do not listen to this person. You will literally have a heart attack in like three months. Like, do not do this. But her point was, it makes you not hungry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's not good.
0: No, and you've heard you've heard people say, I'm sure, like, oh, well, you feeling hungry? Drink a glass of water and see if you're still hungry. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if you're hungry, just fucking eat, guys. Like, yes, if
1: you're hungry, ugh. your food want. If you're hungry, your body wants food. Yeah.
0: Okay. So other yeah. things, um, if you're irritable, if you're not fed on time, mm, you're like hangry as. F- that is me to a T. If I'm tired or hungry, it's not good. But when I'm on a
1: diet which I will never be on again, but when I was, I was a bitch. Yes. Like I would get, Nick would always just be like, can you eat? I know like you're not supposed yeah. to right now because of your diet, but like, can we just eat? Can we just eat something? Because I can't be around you. But then
0: I would eat something and I'd feel guilty for eating And then it, I would bitch about it. And then I'd be in a bad mood. Yeah. So irritability in lots of different ways. Yes. Or if mealtime becomes your favorite part of the day. And we're not talking about like going out with friends and enjoying an awesome night out or like making your, your mom's favorite recipe and enjoying it with your family. We're talking like every single time you're eating, it's the, you look forward to it because it's the highlight of your day every time. Yep. Yep. So all of those things are very, very common to experience when you are on a diet or when, not even when you're on a diet, when you are restricting food in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you're trying to to lose weight, to make your body smaller, to fit into your gold pants or whatever,
1: those things are very, very common side effects. Yep, and everyone blames it on themselves. Everyone. They, they never look outward, and we were there too, so no judgment. We never look at like, hmm, hmm, maybe it's this psychotic diet I'm on. Yeah, as to why I'm doing this, and
0: that's because diet culture tells us we need to be smaller. You need to go on a diet. Oh, that diet didn't work. Let me give you this one because it's going to change your life. That diet didn't work because it it was
1: flawed, but this one's not. And we just keep going and going and going. Well, and also it's been drilled in our brains that smaller people are healthier, right? And that ain't the case. No,
0: we got a podcast coming up on that. Yeah, in the next few weeks. So yes. stay tuned for that. So. What we're talking about today, we're actually going to talk about a research study that was done in the era of the uh, World War II. Um, And we're talking about why dieting and food restriction causes all of those symptoms and side effects that we just talked about. So it's not your fault if you've experienced them. We're backing this up with research today, and we're talking about how diets are completely against your body's biological state. And... Your body keeps trying to push you off your diet. You keep trying to put yourself back on it. And it's just this cycle that goes against
1: everything that we're meant to do and be. Well, I feel like the number one word that people use to describe how they feel when going on a diet is frustrated. And you're frustrated because your body doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you think it's all your problem, but it's your body's like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And then it just keeps like making you want to eat. And then you keep thinking, oh, well, I'm a failure. And so then, number one word, I feel frustrated. Yeah. yep. Mm -hmm. So
0: we are using a resource today. This book is called The Fuck It Diet. Eating Should Be Easy. It is so good. So good. Uh, By Carolyn Dooner. So if you have not read this,
1: you need to. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, you should, it's just at the fucking diet. Yes. I know we've, we have referenced the intuitive eating book, which is a great book also. and has tons of research and studies, but this one is just a lot more fun and easy to read. So if you're new to intuitive eating and you want, uh, an easy to read book, highly recommend this one. Yep. 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 And she'll cite like, like, eight
0: or nine resources in one paragraph, just like in a normal string of sentences. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like dry. Yeah. It's not super heavy. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about a study called the Minnesota starvation experiment today. And I'm going to read some things from the book. I'm going to paraphrase some of it. So just be aware. Um, We're talking about world war II And there was a guy, his name was Ansel Keys from the University of Minnesota. And what he was trying to do with this study, he wanted to figure out, okay, all these people are starving right now, just because of of the times and the way things were back then. How do we rehabilitate people? How do we get them from this point of starvation Mm -hmm. to back to normalcy in the best way possible? So what he did, he had people, opt in for this study who weren't fighting in the war so there and it was only men that were included in this study so 36 of them were chosen and i love that that they mentioned in this that they were the most fit for the experiment so like most mentally strong physically strong like that's Mm -hmm. what they were looking for and they were the most willing to participate in this yeah So obviously, you know, if the study is determining how to rehabilitate people, you obviously have to starve them first. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So restrict, restrict, restrict. Yep. So for the first six months of this, they were fed 3,200 calories a day. And I love that she says, which is considered a normal amount because it is. We're going to get to that in a second here. And they were walking 22 miles a week, working just normal life stuff. So Mm -hmm. walking 22 miles a week, eating 3,200 calories a day for six months. And then for the next six months, they cut their calories in half and they were only eating 1600 calories a day and they were encouraged to keep up their walking. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's pause on that for a second because I, we got to talk about those calorie amounts in
1: terms of what diet culture has told us is like legit. Yes. So first off, I think this is funny. I did a, we did a real, um, or I did one about Noom versus all other restrictive diets and how they're literally the same, same fucking thing. And I got, we got some backlash on it. Um, you know, people who have done Noom and, and feel like they have been successful with, with Noom. I would like to talk to them in about five years and and see where they're at. But, um, they were talking about how, Oh, well it lets you like, once you lose your weight, it puts you on a 2000 calorie maintenance plan. So I want to talk about that for a second, because I have also eaten on a maintenance plan before, and I think it was about, I was probably eating about 2,300 calories a day and it was maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. And in my brain, I thought that was a lot of calories, right? Because right. when you're losing weight, typically diet culture puts you on like a 1,200 or 1,600 or calorie diet. And not even diet culture, you guys, doctors have recommended doctors that too. as well, like, yes. People have actually recommended calorie deficits of
0: 1200 a day. Do You know what my mom's
1: gynecologist told her that when my mom was going through menopause and she was like, you know, gaining weight or whatever was happening. And my mom was getting frustrated. And she asked the lady, she's like, well, since you're going through menopause, I recommend a, not joking, a 600 calorie a day diet. I looked at my mom. I said, I swear to God, if you eat that, I'm I'm, I'm calling, like, something. I don't know who to call, but they're coming to get you, and we're shoving food down your throat because you're right. not doing that. Oh, my God. But so why are healthcare providers giving this kind of – of, Because somebody Ugh. came to them and was like, I don't want to gain weight. Oh, okay, well, just eat nothing. Oh, my and God. And that's what you're going to do. So, anyways, I want to tell you real quick this story about um, I was eating on maintenance plan, okay, mm-hmm. and I was eating about 2,300 calories a day. You guys – I lost my period. Didn't have a period. Gone for six months. I was losing hair. Mm -hmm. I was um, zero libido. Like intimacy was thrown out the window. Super obsessed with food. I was having extreme body pains. i developed acid reflux. I was a disaster and I was eating on quote unquote maintenance calories at 2400 a day and I lost 12 pounds eating on my maintenance plan
0: and I feel like that is so important for us to talk about because like if you if you've heard Lauren talk about this before or you've seen her Instagram post where she shared this and she looks healthy and fit okay no she's, I was dying
1: she actually was, she was really, dying
0: you really really were if you would have kept i would have kept like going but people think oh you're probably eating like 1200 calories a day if you're doing No, i was that. eating like 23 mm-hmm. yeah so we just want you to just take a minute and let that sink in sink in mm-hmm. okay so i really like this experiment too and and the research that was done with this because they say they say now which I didn't, I, I think this is very important, that now the the 2,000 calorie recommended daily intake, there's a new standard out there that says it's, quote unquote, only enough to sustain children. And that is according to a professor of nutrition and food studies
1: at NYU. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It does. Because make- I was a grown fucking adult eating 2,300 calories and lost my period. Yeah. Didn't think I was going to be able to have another baby because it wouldn't come back. Finally, yep. thank God I ate enough food. Thank God. And it came back. It took a while. It took six months. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to the experiment here. So they started off for six months, ate 3,200 calories a day, which was normal. Then they cut their calories. All of these men, all 36 of them, cut their calories to 1,600 a day and had them keep their normal activity level. And I think it's important to say, too, these men were not doing this for weight loss. Like they they weren't like, oh, I want to diet. Like it wasn't really didn't have anything to do with dieting. It was all to figure out, like, how do we rehab people? How do we get them back to the point where they can eat normal food again? Mm -hmm. And what does that even look like? So a couple of things started to happen. They obviously their strength declined, their energy declined. And I think it's very interesting. They talk about apathy set in. So it says they'd all been strongly opinionated, conscientious objectors, but now they didn't really care about any of the things they used to care about.
1: Mm -hmm. That's like depression right there. Mm -hmm. When you stop enjoying the things you used to love. Mm -hmm. All because their food got cut. Yeah. Yep. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nobody died. Nothing. No serious... No, nothing. No, you did develop life. cancer. No, no big no. life changes. You didn't get fired from your job. Nothing. nothing. You just cut your
0: calories in half. Yeah. So they lost their sex drive. They didn't care about romance. All of their thoughts became about food. <laughs> they talked about it. They thought about it. They were reading about it. They were reading cookbooks in their time off. Like everything was fixated on food. And I think that's, that's, Important to talk about
1: because that's what happens to us when we put ourselves on diets. Mm-hmm. When I was on my my maintenance diet, um, my maintenance plan diet, I was obsessed with cooking shows. I had them on record. I watched them all the time, um, not because I wanted to like cook. <laughs> I mean, it was just an obsession. It was a straight up obsession, and I've and that's all I talked about with with family, with friends, with on social media, like I could not stop talking about healthy meals and all, it was, it was insane. It was like the only conversation I could ever like muster up. That the only thing I could think about. My yeah. brain was not open to anything else because no. it was fucking hungry. Right. Right.
0: Yes. And I, I was just very obsessed and fixated on what my next meal would be. Like, oh, I, I do. Oh, me too. I, always planning that shit out in my brain. I had to have, I had to know what time I was going to eat it and what it was going to be. And if it wasn't on the table at a certain time, I would be so angry and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. irritated. Um, so that is something that happened with these men too. So if, if they weren't fed on time, they were irritable, obviously because they're starving. right? They are Um, And then it says, even though their food was bland bread milk, beans or vegetables, they thought it was like amazing like crack. Yes. Yeah. Because they were
1: just so fixated on food. I used to tell people some of the, me, <laughs> some of the meals I would make. And I would be like, it's the best thing ever. And then like some people would try it and my mom and stuff and they would be like, this is not good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's just because, well, this is what I used to say. Oh boy. I used to be like, it's because, um, I've detoxed from sugar and I've mm-hmm. detoxed from all this stuff. So like my taste buds are, um, you know, it, it craves more. So like this kind of meal and oh, people God. were probably like, Okay. You keep doing that. That sounds real fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I
0: used to tell people that too. Oh, yeah. Once you go through the detox process, you'll crave food like this too. Yeah.
1: You won't want any of that. Mm, no. No. It's because you're literally starving yourself. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, something else interesting. So we talked about how, you know, you've got those healthy swaps that you become addicted to and you try to drink water to like curb cravings or drink coffee and Lauren told or her chew gum. Her- yeah. Mm-hmm. So the men- in this experiment they gave them unlimited access to water, coffee and gum between meals and <laughs> it says some people became so addicted to these things some of the men you guys were drinking or sorry were drinking 15 cups of coffee a day 15 my heart
1: would blow up and chewing I feel like, yeah. and chewing 40 packs of gum Can you admit, packs of gum 40 i have you know what's interesting i haven't chewed gum in in probably like a year I haven't either ever since I stopped dieting like Uh actually like was like I'm not measuring food anymore I'm just gonna eat I have not chewed a piece of gum that's I haven't either and I have thought about gum. and in the morning I do like the taste of coffee I do drink coffee I drink an eight ounce cup and and I'm also if you like coffee and you drink more than me like don't think of that it's bad like we can get into that later but I literally can barely finish my eight ounce cup of coffee. I'm like, oh, a couple sips and I'm satisfied. And then, Mm -hmm. and my husband's like, how do you only drink like literally three ounces? I'm like, I don't know. It just satisfies me that I don't need it anymore. And then you're done. That's interesting. But I used to like go to Starbucks, get the giant, giant coffee to like hold my hunger over and then also would chew gum. And I don't do that anymore. Wow. Not because I just said I didn't want to, just because I don't, I don't
0: need it that's very interesting yeah hmm. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. um so back to our study so these men who again were healthy muscular men starting out started to become very skeletal think about it, guys six months of doing this so they were losing weight losing muscle not only were they losing muscle but their hearts were shrinking they were retaining water they their blood volume shrank. They were cold all the time. Oh, that was a
1: symptom I had too. Yep, I was always freezing. That's
0: a symptom of low metabolism and your body
1: saving energy because you're cold all the time. It can't keep you warm. I was. It would be July, ninety degrees out, and I'd have to wear um, like a zip up outside. Yeah, freezing. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes it's a sense. symptom of low metabolism. Um,
0: they were dizzy. They lacked coordination. They had muscle soreness. I mean, just so much stuff. And then. This this part, okay, turn your sound up. Ready? They were sneaking food off-site of the experiment. <laughs> okay, they were going out. This was, when was this? Like the 40s? They were literally like going to get milkshakes mm-hmm. and going to get all this stuff off-site because they couldn't handle it.
1: And that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what, what we do. Cheat or that's- when we binge on stuff. And then we
0: beat ourselves up mentally because we don't have willpower. No,
1: it's your body telling you it's fucking starving. It's hungry. Feed it. You are not feeding me. You are doing other things other than feeding me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So this one, there was one man a few weeks in. Okay, so with not even the month six, a few weeks into the experiment, he was having dreams of cannibalism. So he was dreaming that he was going to eat the other men there. That's crazy. That's insane. And- he would go and cheat in town. He would devour milkshakes and sundays. And then it says, when the head of the experiment confronted him, he broke down crying and threatened his life. He was discharged and sent to a psychiatric hospital where after a few weeks of being fed normally, his psychological health went completely back to normal. That's insane. All he needed was food. Food. He needed food. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, all of the men, every single one of them became anxious and depressed. And it says one man, one man recalls snapping at his good friend in the experiment nearly every day and having to apologize often for his irrational outbursts. I feel that I feel like just the,
1: the snapping. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. I, I wish somebody would have, I would have seen this study when I, know. I was in the thick of all of this. Cause I would have been like, holy shit, I'm literally experiencing all of these symptoms. Right.
0: And I, and that's why we wanted to do this episode because we know intuitive eating is, is new to a lot of people. It goes against what a lot of people believe is, is right in terms of dieting, what you've been taught your whole life, depending on what your family's helped you, like bring you up with all mm-hmm. these ideas. And we wanted to throw this study in there like, Hey, there's actually a reason why you need to stop dieting.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It just makes me sad because, and, and there, this is a whole nother topic, but when you are dieting, um, throughout your life and some people diet longer than others, depending on when they kind of wake up and realize that it's not, it's not working for them. Um, but, And I know one of the biggest fears, we're going to do a whole podcast on fears. We also have a course coming up about these fears that people have with intuitive eating is gaining weight. And for me, it was a big eye opener that because I have dieted for so long in my time and also went real ham on some diets, real extreme where, um, like I said, I lost my hair and my period and all of that. My body now that I'm an intuitive eater and I'm, you know, gave up all of that wants to be at a specific weight. And it's a little bit more than it's ever been in my life, um, and that, and we're gonna do a whole podcast on on mm-hmm, on this mm-hmm. too. But the reason my body likes the weight that it's at right now, and it's kind of like a shock because in the past my body used to like to be at a different weight when I wasn't dieting. It's because the damage I have done with dieting. So my body right now is still a little afraid that I'm going to do it again. Uh So it's holding on. So when we do that podcast episode and talk about that fear of gaining weight, um, or being a weight, that's not comfortable to you, just know that your body will go back to normal eventually, but it, well, it takes time to find its new normal. It's your body is going to be afraid for a little while. Yeah. Like, is this person? Is this person going to do this to me again? Yep.
0: So, so thinking about this, let's move into the rehab phase of this because that's exactly what happened with these men. So, you know, they starved them for six months and then they started the rehab process. So, some of the men, they were like, okay, we're going to increase your calories by four hundred. Then we're going to increase by eight hundred. We're going to increase by sixteen hundred. And the the people who only had 400, 800 calories increase per day had no improvements in any of the aspects of this. Um, They had supplements, they had protein shakes, and it didn't matter. The, mm-hmm. the only thing that worked was more foods. And th- it was very interesting because it talks about how they had to up their calories way above what they started with. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were saying. It's yep. like the only way to refeed your body, like you know, they started it. What was it? Thirty two hundred calories a day. That wasn't doing it. No, they had to go above that. And it says they were so out of touch with their hunger and fullness cues just from like all of the the shit storm that had gone on for the last year that they were eating some of them as many as 11,500 calories a day and they couldn't get satisfied. Wow. They just kept
1: eating. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So when we say, I mean, obviously everyone's different and hopefully hopefully. Hopefully if you're listening you're not at these guys extremes but you you might you might. I, you might be It depends what you've been through. Um and we just want you to know like the the fear of eating too much and the fear of gaining weight has to go. Yes. If you truly want your body to be healthy mm-hmm. and you want to live long and you don't want to feel like starved and angry and irritable and obsessed with food anymore you've you've got to eat you can't die. You again. got to let this bullshit go mm-hmm. of being afraid to look a certain way and da-da-da-da-da. like your body needs refed. Yeah. It needs yeah. help. Yeah. And, and two, you
0: know, I would just to be very upfront with you, part of this study, it talks about the emotional disturbances that these men dealt with. And it said a lot of them, were more anxious and more depressed during that refeeding stage,
1: during, until
0: they they healed, during that healing process, because it just messes with you so much psychologically and emotionally on levels that, that you don't realize
1: that you're doing to your, yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's two ways to look at this. And I know there's still more to the study, but, um, there's the stay in diets, stay on diets, keep doing that, keep Striving for whatever you're striving for, keeping starving, keep binge eating and, and doing all of those things and beating yourself up, um, just to do maintain a weight or whatever you're trying to do, or say, fuck that and start healing. And it's going to be hard, but the end result is your body is going to be at a healthy weight. You're going to be, you're, you're going to be functioning on all cylinders. Like yeah. you're going to be sharp and, you're going to feel good about yourself. It's going to take time. And I know people are like, well, I'm so scared that I'm going to overeat. I'm so scared. I'm going to gain weight. What's, what do you value more? Do you want to stay in this miserable state and keep dieting and keep destroying your body, even though diet culture is telling you it's making your body better, or do you want to just push through and heal and accept that there's going to be bumps in the roads, accept that you're probably going to feel like, You're gaining weight, except that you're probably going to feel these things just so that you can get to the other end where you're finally like not stuck in diet culture anymore. Yep. And, and these men that were in this experiment,
0: they were hungry and fixated on food for months or years after the experiment.
1: So it takes time. It takes time and everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different depending on their dieting history. Yeah. So, so, so we wanted to share that with you because
0: we're, we're really trying to, to get through to you that it's so important to reach that point where you're like stepping out of the cycle of dieting. Mm -hmm. You have to just voice that, say it, send us an email at Mm get.fit.and.social@gmail.com. Like tell us I'm done dieting. Like you have to verbalize it. Tell yourself that before you can even begin healing.
1: Yep. Because if you have
0: any hope, if you're clinging on to like, well, I'll just do one more diet and then heal, like you
1: have to just let it go. Doing that one more diet is going to make your healing process harder. Mm-hmm. You're going to need more food to heal. You're going to probably, like depending depending on who you are and what what you're dealing with, Um, it's, if gaining weight's the fear, like one more diet is going to make that stuff worse yes. in the healing process. Those yeah. fears are going to be amplified yep. in the healing process. Just know that. And that's why we feel it's so important to share these studies because we're not just pulling this out of our asses, guys. Right. This isn't just a movement right. where we're like, cool, let's all be body positive and let's all eat intuitively and who cares? Look, Like, no, this isn't just like a bunch of bullshit. There's right. actual studies on this and we feel it's so important to bring this to your attention because... I feel like hearing this, the truth, the hard truth is going to be the ticket to be like, I'm fucking done. Yep. Yep.
0: And, and two, I mean, this is from the 1940s, this study, like that was back before people were obsessed with dieting. Uh-huh. Like our, our diet culture, the quote unquote obesity epidemic that didn't start till the mid 1980s. Mm-hmm. Like that's very new. It's very new. When you think about it. Yep. So. We're talking about studies that literally just looked at your body's biological responses to
1: restricting food. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know what you think about this study and kind of what feelings were coming up for you and what thoughts did you have when you were going through this? And did this help you see the light? Yes. Yeah. And if, if so, like, come on, let's go. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's get you to complete diet bottom. Let's get you moving towards the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Let's get the healing process going now. Let's not procrastinate. Yep. So we have lots of things coming
0: your way. We have a full step-by-step intuitive eating course that we are working on right now. We also have a
1: course coming, just a mini course that if you're like, eh, I don't know if I'm at diet bottom, how do I get there? Or you have a lot of fears like we were talking about um, where you're afraid of getting weight, you're afraid of being unhealthy, you're afraid of all these things that you need to work through, you need to acknowledge. We have a course about that. Yep. So
0: stay tuned. Both of those things are coming very, very soon. Um, and we also have our next podcast next week. We're going to be talking about what is normal eating because we've talked so much about what nor- what is not normal mm-hmm. and like the, the awful side effects of dieting and symptoms and all of that. We just want to do an episode on like,
1: what is eating? What should it be? Yeah. What should this look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All okay. Right. We're excited until next time.